Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Coming to you from Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're coming at you live on iHeartRadio and on demand on your favorite podcast directories. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Or you can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S, no E. Or you can call the van line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Labor Day weekend. Man, that summer went by fast. This whole year, uh, in spite of it being... Uh, just a dumpster fire uh, has gone by fast. It looks like we're about to emerge out of the other side of this coronavirus. There's a lot of different opinions on whether or not this thing is going to to uh, rear its ugly head again in fall during uh, the, the normal flu season. Uh, we can only pray that it doesn't. But it's a three-day weekend, and just as a programming note, I, I need to let you know that I'm probably – going to be taking Monday off and, uh, and clear in my mind. Now, you might want to check in just in case because if events pop off over the weekend, I probably will come back on. In any case, I, I will uh, put together a best of show that will have uh, segments and interviews that uh, you will want to hear if you're in the mood uh, on Monday instead of taking uh, your day off from politics. So we're going to start today's show with coverage of uh, the developments up in the Pacific Northwest where the the murderer of Jay Danielson, a Antifa Black Lives Matter radical named Michael Forrest Reinhall, uh, has apparently uh, been killed by police attempting to make an arrest. Reinhall had, had uh, fled over the state line uh, from Oregon into Washington and was uh, a federal task force made up of uh, marshals, federal marshals, and local and state law enforcement caught up to him, uh, whereby he uh, resisted arrest. And uh, we don't know if he fired on the officers. We do know at this hearing that he was armed. You can bet that that is a fact because uh, all of these officers will have been fitted with body cameras. There is some talk that he was, in fact, armed with a, uh, a semi-automatic rifle and uh, and it engaged in an exchange of gunfire uh with the uh with the law enforcement officers uh a local uh resident near this um this townhouse uh subdivision that he was caught in uh, said that he th- heard 30 or 40 shots i i do not believe that it took uh law enforcement 30 or 40 shots to take down 
um, Mr. Ryan Hall, Michael Forrest Ryan Hall. And uh, so uh, I tend to believe the reports that say, that say he, he was engaged in a firefight with the, uh, with the uh, marshals and the deputies. I'm not happy about this. I know a lot of people are celebrating it. I'm not happy about it in the least. I would have far preferred Ryan Hall been arrested and tried uh, on his murder uh, trial. Well, Jim, you say, you know, that uh, that Soros-funded DA in Monmouth County where he would have been tried, um, you know, may have let him off. That's true, uh, but uh, this guy's guilty of federal charges as well. This is a civil rights violation uh uh, murdering, assassinating somebody for their political beliefs. But I would have preferred to be uh, tried because we have seen videotape of this incident. And it appears for all the world like this is, was a coordinated assassination with multiple accomplices uh, using this as um, a public relations stunt by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Uh, and I would have liked this to go on to trial and uh, Michael Ryan Holt been, uh, been forced to expose his accomplices. But, you know, in, in any case, uh, I would have wanted him to put to death and this just rushed that up. There's a reason to believe that this was a suicide by a cop. Ryan Holt uh, should have certainly known that he wasn't going to survive a firefight with law enforcement. He's got an 11-year-old daughter and a 15- or 16-year-old son, and uh, and I feel bad for them. He has been a, a thoroughly um, awful father dragging them into this and then uh, and then giving his life and leaving. I think he was the, the uh, actually the custodial parent in this case. But immediately after Ryan Hall was shot last night, the media has uh, worked. The New York Times and the Washington Post and Politico and The Hill are working overtime to portray uh, the man that Ryan Hall killed, um, Jay Danielson, this Patriot Prayer Group member, as a violent white supremacist. They have nothing to back that up. They just make the smear and they move on to the next unsubstantiated um, declaration in these articles. Uh, this whole thing, of course, started, you know, when Trump supporters uh, seeing all of this uh, this upheaval in Portland uh, had the nerve to try to drive through Portland waving flags. And they were immediately set upon by the um, the rioters that have been rocking Portland for going on 100 days now. And they uh, they tried to stop them at traffic lights and attack their trucks and uh, the Patriot prayer people uh, came prepared and fired pepper balls from paintball guns back. Ryan Hall, uh, I mean, uh, Danielson was caught alone. He actually lives in Portland. Uh, he was caught near his home and set upon. And, uh, you know, we knew right away that it was uh, Danielson. He actually went on Vice News last night. Uh, shortly before uh, he the attempt to apprehend him, I'm sorry, Vox. No, it was Vice. It was Vice News. Um, here is what their um, their preview that they were running for this uh, puff piece that they did to allow Reinhold to uh, try to claim that uh, 
he was innocent. Tonight. Lots of lawyers suggest that I shouldn't even be saying anything, but I feel it's important that the world at least gets a little bit of what's really going on because there's been a lot of propaganda put out there. I had no choice. I mean, I, I, I had a choice. I could have sat there and watched them kill a friend of mine of color. A friend of mine of color. Ryan Hall um, apparently tried to defend himself with some bear spray after... after um, Danielson tried to defend himself with bear spray after Ryan Hall pulled his gun. I guess that is what Ryan Hall is claiming put him in fear of his life. Well, not him, but his friend of color. I wasn't going to do that. So I watched this piece. I'm not going to play it here because it is a long uh, justification for murder that doesn't deserve to be aired. But... um, you know, this characterization of Danielson as a white supremacist is, is uh, easily uh, debunked. You can see videos and, uh, and posts all over his social media of him, uh, you know, uh, socializing with a very diverse group of friends that make up Patriot Prayer. And, uh, you know, we're going to probably uh, get more information about their arrest and the circumstances surrounding uh, this assassination over the weekend. Uh, that's why I say if uh, if there are any really important developments that uh, come forward, I'll uh, I'll weigh back in on this. The coverage of this has just been unbelievable. Social media has uh, has cracked down entirely on any defense of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, the the guy in Kenosha that had defended himself from these rioters. And, uh, and they've censored all that, but uh, they, they've continued to allow the justification of an obvious murder in Portland go, uh, go uncensored. There was an interesting clip I saw on uh, social media. Uh, a fella uh, apparently found where all of these uh, out-of-town Antifa who have come to Portland to riot for over 100 days are living there is a, uh, a an armed encampment a, a tent city that's being paid for by uh, the city of Portland and uh, it is full of these nightly antifa rioters this is what it sounded like when the guy discovered it violent that's the same violence that they show every single night you guys do that every night right <laughs> i knew it yep This is where they house the rioters. This is where the rioters are housed. Yep. And they all look over there. Look at that look. That's a look of violence. Every single night. Oh, there's Trumpet Man. There's Trumpet Man right there. I knew it. This is where they house every single rioter. Okay, it's official. Housed by the city. No, I'm coming down, brother. You don't got to throw nothing at me. So right about there, one of these uh, Antifas uh, gets one of these wrist rocket slingshots and starts firing off ball bearings at the guy that's uh, the filming uh, the location of this uh, Antifa tent city. Well, Joe Biden went to Kenosha yesterday, followed Trump there, and uh, (laughs) it was something to see. You know, when Trump appeared there, thousands of Trump supporters uh, lined the streets and welcomed him. Uh, Joe Biden, by contrast, there was a, a, a 
army of media out there, but they didn't have anybody to interview because only about 20 uh, locals from Kenosha uh, had had showed up to support him. (laughs) I guess the media was standing in line to try to interview these these Biden supporters. But Biden went to uh, a local church, supposed to be the the church where the the accused uh, rapist Jacob Blake's uh, family attended. He uh, he he visited with Jacob Blake Senior, the uh, the criminal's father, who has been exposed as a deeply racist adherent to Louis Farrakhan, anti-Semitic racist, just raging on social media. If Donald Trump had met with somebody like this, it would have been uh, two weeks of news coverage about how he was empowering uh, hateful, hateful forces in our nation. Joe Biden meets with him and uh, not a word is uttered. And of course, he uh, he met with uh, the uh, the uh, criminal that was shot while resisting arrest and attempting to uh, to retrieve a knife from his car. <laughs> Hasn't met with any of these police officers that have been killed, or the families of any of these police officers that have been killed during these Antifa riots. But he has time for a, a convicted criminal who was violating a restraining order at the time of his attempted arrest, when he resisted arrest. Biden didn't sound very strong at this this church. There was only a handful of people in the church. I mean, literally a handful, eight or ten at the most, what was visible on the video. And uh, he really lit up the audience. The African, the, the Latino community. We're going to sit down there and we're going to work it out because a significant portion of the police are decent people. A significant portion. Ooh, that's strong language from Joe Biden. But no one. There's a lot of bad folks in every organization. There's not a whole lot of people who want to speak up, be the odd man out or odd woman out, no matter what outfit you work with. And so we got to give a chance to change things, and we can't. There is not a single solitary reason in the world why, why, as I said, we shouldn't be in a position that everybody, and that's my wife, Jill. Hey, Jill, I'm Jill's husband, actually. But I I guess I I should cut to the chase here. (laughs) Yes, please, God, cut to the chase. Low energy, rambling, unable to focus, doesn't know what he's going to say. He's sitting down in front of this this sparse attendance, just rambling on. At one point, he adopted this uh, this whole black mythology that they invented, uh, you know, math and space travel and everything else. And Joe Biden made this ridiculous claim. We got to, for example, why in God's name don't we teach history in history classes a black man invented the light bulb not a white guy named Edison okay really you know I guess Joe you could you could just say that Joe's gullible because there is uh, this uh, this large 
industry uh, that is dedicated to claiming white achievements for black people. If uh, your kids are in public school, they're subjected to this every Black History Month with uh, posters on the wall claiming that black people uh, did this, that, you know, that is given credit for white people and black people did that. It's all a bunch of mythology, but it's designed to try to um, not only elevate black people, but to bring white people down. That's the whole point of it. And this notion that uh, that that uh, Thomas Edison didn't invent the light bulb is just absurd. The media always want to fact check Donald Trump in real time. You'll notice that none of the mainstream media uh, fact-checked that absurd statement. Why don't we teach in history class that a black man invented the light bulb, not a white guy named Edison? (laughs) There's no doubt in history that Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. The guy that Joe Biden was referring to was probably Louis Latimer, uh, a guy that uh, Edison employed in his uh, his research laboratory. And after three years, three years after Edison invented the light bulb, uh, Latimer patented a uh, more efficient uh, filament to go in the light bulb, a carbon filament, using Edison's design. But uh, as I say, these are another of these long lines of uh, uh, black nationalists trying to take credit for uh, white achievement. And and Joe Biden played into that just last night. And uh, Joe Biden told the big lie again uh, at the, uh, the church in Kenosha that Donald Trump called Nazis and uh, Klansmen very fine people. He's going to continue repeating that lie right up until the election, I guess. He's never going to be called on it by the mainstream media, so he can just continue to repeat it. But he met with uh, Jacob Blake Sr., this Farrakhan acolyte, and uh, that's not really surprising because during the Democrat National Convention, they actually had several Farrakhan acolytes on the program, including elected officials like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, so I guess, you know, Farrakhan has now been mainstreamed by the Democrat Party, despite his uh, his virulent form of racism. Biden has really got himself uh, caught in a, as Victor Davis Hanson says in an excellent piece on the Fox News site today, a, a, uh, a policy paradox. He, in order to try to placate uh, the Bernie bro wing of the Democrat party. He, uh, he has turned a blind eye to this rioting and looting and arsons that have been going on in America's streets. He's given Bernie basically carte blanche to write his policies and the Democrat platform. And now uh, it's clear that that's not going to work because uh, as people are learning about this, he's falling in the polls. And so he's trying to, to get back, the problem is this rioting and uh, and and uh, destruction and chaos and anarchy in American cities are going to continue to go on, and he cannot bring himself to utter the words Antifa or BLM in any negative way. 
Bernard Carrick, the former police commissioner. Well, we got to run out to a break. I'll talk about this story when we get back. Stick with us. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. You know, uh, uh, I was talking about Biden is, is caught on the horns of a dilemma of his own creating. Uh, he, in order to get through the Democrat primaries, uh, painted himself as, you know, one of the most, most progressive. And you can read uh, that word progressive as meaning socialist presidents that this country would ever have if he was elected. And, uh, and he and the rest of the Democrat Party have set by for three months while Democrat cities have been uh, torn apart by these rioting and, and looters and, uh, and not ordered to peep. Well, I, I have a solution for him. If he wanted to try to bridge that gap, he could, uh, instead of visiting the, um, the guy that had resisted arrest and been shot as a result of it and his racist father, he could go and visit the family of a black cop that was killed in St. Louis by a white shooter. Now that would, uh, that would be trying to bridge the gap. The, uh, and, and you'll notice that the Democrats and Joe Biden haven't made a, a single peep about, uh, the loss of this, uh, this police officer. His name is, uh, Tamaris Bohannon, but he could go, uh, he could go visit the family of that cop. Maybe that would play into their, you know, black lives matter merit narrative. no, <laughs> It wouldn't. He would take a tremendous amount of heat from the Democrat base for being sympathetic to cops. Even the family of a black cop killed in the line of duty by a white guy. So he can't even do that. I mean, that's how far out of the mainstream the Democrat Party has fallen. And while I'm at it, you know, there hasn't been any concerned by Black Lives Matter for Tamaris Bohannon. There haven't been any of these uh, huge donations to the families by corporate America or uh, the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball. Tamaris Bohannon's life just doesn't matter to them because he doesn't fit their profile of a, um, of a martyr, which in today's Democrat party, apparently you have to be a, a, a black criminal shot while resisting arrest or threatening an officer with a gun in order to be worthy of their concern. Trump held a rally in Latrobe, Pennsylvania last night. That's the home, uh, uh of, uh, Arnold Palmer. And, uh, he went after Biden very effectively. He, he gave one of his, uh, his Las Vegas lounge acts again. I wish he would, uh, stick more closely to his teleprompters because he's got plenty of material to work with here. He does not need to go off on these, uh, these, um, jags, these, um, extemporaneous 
Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, anyway, Joe Biden made a, a mess of his uh, visit to Kenosha, not surprisingly. But he was somewhat coherent. He reminds me of the, the Joe Biden of old, the total bullshit artist who says one stupid-ass thing after the next. The old Joe Biden's back, baby. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at Trump's rally in Latrobe, the latest hit piece designed to knock Joe Biden's disastrous appearance off the front page, and the cheat-by-mail scheme that the Democrats are cooking. Right after these messages, on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, while Biden was putting him to sleep in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Trump was over in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, uh, giving one of his uh, new versions of the rallies. They're sort of a throwback to the 2016 uh, early rallies where he would uh, just fly in, park his his uh, plane, his 747 on the tarmac there behind him and speak to people in an airplane hangar. He's taken to doing that again as a way of getting around all of these uh, coronavirus restrictions. The crowd that showed up was huge. There were more people than they could fit into the air, airplane hangar. And, um, and there was a huge overflow crowd uh, there that uh, that just listened to it on loudspeakers improvisation that was the word i was trying to think of uh, trump's uh campaign rallies have have taken on a, a, a very definite pattern at this point he's he's got his teleprompters up there that have you know the campaign's uh best points to make both for trump's presidency and against joe biden's uh election and uh trump will read uh, off of those for a few points and then he'll He'll uh, he'll ad lib. He'll riff, do improvisation, and uh, you know I wish somebody would tell him to stick to the teleprompter because the points that need to be made at, at these rallies can easily fill uh, an hour or two of these rallies, and the the time wasted on these riffs really aren't uh, aren't serving anybody well. I know you know they may be entertaining to a certain degree, but you know, he's having to fight like hell to break through to the media. And if you leave it to these people at NBC, ABC, they'll wait for the, uh, the most ridiculous ad lib that he says. And that's what they will take away from these events. So stick to the teleprompter, Mr. President, stick to the points hammering Joe Biden. 
And I'm going to play you some clips of uh, some of these choice attacks that he uh, is mounting on Joe Biden during last night's uh, event in Latrobe. Supported cutting Social Security. He voted for the Iraq war. He opposed the mission to take out Osama bin Laden. He opposed the killing of Soleimani. When I did that, he said, that's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing. Everybody in the Middle East, they couldn't believe it. They, they celebrated some of them quite quietly, I must add. He oversaw the rise of ISIS, and he cheered the rise of China as a positive development for America and the entire world. Now, that's uh, actually an example of the riffing uh, done properly. You know, uh, read your points from the teleprompter. If you've got something to add, uh, you know, a few choice words, go ahead and do that. Here uh, is the president talking about Biden's long history in Washington. Biden spent the last 47 years betraying the American people. He was always for things that you wouldn't want, and now he's changing. No, I never said that. I never said that. I've spent the last four years keeping my promises and delivering for the African-American community and for all communities. And the best is yet to come. Well, the ad lib that I really like uh, during that line is I've spent the last four years trying to undo the 47 years of damage that Joe Biden has done. Trump also went after Biden on his his despicable and really thoroughly corrupt record on China. Joe Biden's agenda is made in China. My agenda is made in America. Can you imagine if Donald Trump, one of his children, had taken a $1.5 billion investment to a... uh, a startup venture capitalist firm from communist Chinese banks, they would be hounding uh, Don Jr. or Eric or Ivanka or Tiffany 24 hours, seven days a week. They have just allowed Hunter Biden to fade into the woodwork. Nobody talks about Hunter Biden anymore. And right there in Pennsylvania, of course, who uh, has got a strong oil sector, he, uh, he hit Biden on his, his flip-flops, flip-flop, flip-flops, multiple flip-flops on fracking. When asked in a debate if there would be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking and natural gas and so many things that really fire up these big plants where many of you work and produce, you know, just millions and millions of jobs throughout our country, Biden said, no, we would... Absolutely not allow anything like that. We would make sure it's totally eliminated. That's what he said. He said, we would make sure it's totally eliminated or eliminated. Now he's coming and saying, this isn't working too well. He's he's actually calling Trump a liar. I never said that, despite the fact that it's on video repeatedly all over. He's counting on the low information voters to drag him over the line. Actually, he's he's counting on uh, the vote by mail schemes and uh, the the uh, controversy that that's going to create to throw the election over into Congress and hope that they will 
install him as president. And, of course, Trump uh, pointed out Biden and the Democrats' uh, silence on these riots. The entire summer, Biden was silent as far-left rioters viciously attacked law enforcement and Democrat-run cities all, burned down businesses, terrorized civilians, and just recently marched through the streets chanting death to America. This is what we have. This is this policy paradox that Biden is is caught on. He is he has tried to take positions during the primary that are hugely unpopular. And he set them on stage. And now he's trying to claim that he he never opposed fracking, despite the fact that it's on there. He's trying to, um, you know, get back on the law and order issue, despite the fact that the whole country watched four nights of a Democrat national convention where not a single condemnation was made of the lawlessness, looting, arsons, and murders going on in the Democrat cities. And Biden to this day has not uttered one negative word about Antifa or Black Lives Matter. So faced with this contradiction of Biden going to Kenosha, sucking up to a racist and praising a, uh, a violent criminal who resisted arrest, and Donald Trump going to um, Latrobe and having a Bafo rally, the Atlantic, a fellow name of um, Goldberg, Jeff Goldberg, was it? The Atlantic published their latest hit piece designed to uh, to knock all of that off of the front pages and accused Donald Trump of one of the most uh, nasty smears. You can imagine the Atlantic ran this, uh, this fake story saying that, uh, Donald Trump during his, his, uh, visit to France to commemorate the, the end of uh, VE day, the end of the war in Europe, uh, called the American war dead at the, uh, the American cemetery near Paris, a bunch of losers, and I don't know if you remember this event, but this was the one where he went over there. He was supposed to visit the cemetery, but the, the weather didn't cooperate. The helicopter was socked in. He couldn't get out because um, all of the streets in Paris would have to have been closed. He was uh, desperate to get there, but the Secret Service uh, wouldn't allow it because they didn't want him traveling through these violent areas in and around Paris. This guy, Goldberg, claimed that uh, Donald Trump didn't want to go because he would mess his hair up and, uh, and quoted a, uh, another one of these anonymous sources saying Trump said, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers and called the 1800 Marines that lost their lives at the Battle of Bella Wood suckers for getting killed. I mean, you can't imagine Jeffrey Goldberg, that's his name, just how despicable and how uh, low these people will sink in order to try to to prevent another Trump presidency. What they're trying to do here, of course, is to pry away his military support 
in the run up to this uh, contested election that they're engineering. They they want the military generals to march into the White House and remove Trump after he declares victory uh, before the Democrats can uh, can really ramp up their their vote harvesting schemes. Bill Barr was on with Wolf Blitz on CNN the night before last. And uh, they were talking about the Democrats' cheat-by-mail schemes. And Bill Barr um, really <laughs> explained it forcefully to the idiots that watch CNN. Fraud. We haven't seen that since... Uh, well, we, have, we haven't had the kind of widespread use of mail-in ballots that's being proposed. We've had absentee ballots from people who request them from a specific address. Now what we're talking about is mailing them to everyone on the voter list when everyone knows those voter lists are inaccurate. People who should get them don't get them, which is what has been one of the major complaints in states that have tried this in, in municipal elections. And... Uh, People who get them are not the right people. They're people who have replaced the the previous occupant, and they can make them out. And sometimes multiple ballots come to the same address with a whole generate several generations of occupants. Do you think that's a way to run a vote? He went on to say that's playing with fire, and he's absolutely right. But that's exactly what it's designed to do. Wolf Blitzer, despite being totally committed to this cheat by mail scheme, could not make any effective counter arguments. Because they all know what's going on. And this is really designed for a very specific effect. The Democrats are already wargaming the scenarios that will come out of this uh, and trying to engineer a way that they can uh, take over the White House. And uh, the, the, the tactic or the strategy that they're using is going to be based on the contested election back in 1877, the so-called 1877 Compromise, which... Um, challenged several of the electors that had showed up in Washington, tried to uh, delegitimize them, and then have the uh, establishment in Washington go behind closed doors and uh, propose a resolution. We'll talk more about that when we get back right after these messages. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. So the 1877 compromise, that's what it looks like the Democrats are preparing uh, to try to employ in order to remove Trump from office. They want to muck up this election, muddy up the waters so much that they can contest the electors that show up in Washington to, uh, to determine the winner and deny the president his, uh, his needed 270-vote majority in the Electoral College. And what they hope to do then is, uh, like in 1877, throw the determination of who wins the race over into Congress. If you haven't read about the 1877 Compromise, you need to educate yourself on that because that will be the template that the Democrats will want to use 
That was, uh, of course, after Abraham Lincoln's assassination. Um, Ulysses Grant uh, had served two terms, and the country was uh, in the middle of uh, the Reconstruction and the attempt to try to to uh, reunite the nation after the Civil War. The uh, Republicans were being very hard on the southern states uh, with their uh, Reconstruction and trying to uh, to deny them any political power. But um, the election was between uh, Hayes, Rutherford B. Hayes, and uh, and Samuel Tilden of New York. Tilden was the Democrat. Hayes was the Republican. And uh, when the election returns came in, uh, these Republican carpetbagger uh, administrations in Louisiana, Florida, and South Carolina tried to muddy up the waters and uh, and skew the uh, election results and send electors to Washington uh, to vote contrary to the results in those states. And uh, so they ended up with uh, dual uh, tickets of electors showing up in Washington. That's exactly what they hope to do in the upcoming election, send uh, different delegations of electors to Congress claiming legitimacy from uh, from. Menace from uh, Michigan, where the Republicans hold the legislature and the Democrats hold the governorship, and uh, and Wisconsin, probably Minnesota as well. And then they want to throw it over into uh, a, a a backroom deal with the Democrats siding with some establishment Republicans to try to deny Donald Trump the election. Now, they'll come up with another compromise. You know, they may try to say, well, uh, you, you, the Republicans can have the presidency, but you can't have Donald Trump. We, we can't live with Trump. Trump is a racist, a hateful Nazi. We got to get him out of there. And maybe they'll propose, you know, to install a Republican president like uh, oh, Nikki Haley or maybe Mitt Romney to uh, to uh, satisfy the establishment Republicans, get them on board. They may even give Donald Trump assurances that he won't be prosecuted if he'll just quietly uh, step down and concede defeat. If they do install Joe Biden as a result of this uh, backroom deal, they will uh, they'll probably uh, say that Republicans can have key cabinet positions. Hell, they may even say that, uh, you know, Republican can have a, a, a spot as the vice president. The Compromise of 1877, you need to, to familiarize yourself with that and, uh, and look at it in light of these war games. The Democrats have been plotting out uh, election integrity project, I think they call it, where they're trying to uh, think of all the scenarios and how they could best take advantage of it to overcome an electoral defeat and remove Donald Trump. Oh, where should we go next? Uh, there's been another one of these, uh, these fake black um, professors be discovered. This one is at George Washington University. Woman's name is Jessica Krug. And she has lived as a black woman teaching as a black history professor at George Washington University 
for decades. Well, she outed herself. I don't think she did this voluntarily. I think probably somebody had discovered what was going on and was uh, was going to out her, and so she she did so preemptively. But she wrote on her her um, blog for the better part of my life, every move I've made, every relationship I've formed has been rooted in the napalm toxic soil of lies. The truth. And the the piece was titled "The Truth and Anti-Black Violence of My Lies." The self-proclaimed historian of politics, ideas, and cultural practices in Africa and the African diaspora goes on to uh, detail a long list of public deceptions to uh, escalating degree over my life. She says, "I have eschewed my life." experience as a white Jewish child in suburban Kansas under various assumed identities within a blackness that I had no right to claim. First North African blackness, then U.S.-rooted blackness, then Caribbean-rooted Bronx blackness. I have built my life on a violent anti-black life, and I have lied in every breath I have taken. <laughs> you got to ask yourself, why do these uh, these people... Uh, continually try to fake being black. Of course, we have Sean King, Talcum X, who uh, is a, a redheaded white kid that is uh, pretending to be black and be a, a, a radical Black Lives Matter activist. He had uh, Donna Zoll, the head of the Spokane chapter of the NAACP, got busted for pretending to be black for for many many years there are other examples of this but the latest jessica krug out of george washington university have to ask yourself why are they so desperate to be black if 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 whites have all the privilege in this society why would anybody born to that privilege want to pretend to be black well of course they're exposing the lie it is not whites that enjoy privilege in American academia and civil rights and government jobs and all of that. It's in fact, blacks that have been privileged and, and these people just like uh, Focahontas are taking advantage of minority privilege in order to advance themselves. So I'm going to take a little time out here to play a, uh, uh, an ad from the Trump campaign that I think is one of the best they've put together so far. We've been going through this now for over three years. It was evil. It was corrupt. They have done everything possible to destroy us. Trump will not be president. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. We first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. Collusion. 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 The collusion. Report. No collusion. No collusion. Conclusion. Putting a damper on the Democratic drumbeat for impeachment. We then went through the Mueller report. It's been a bit of a bust. This was a disaster. He did not appear to have full command of the report that he issued. I think the likelihood of impeachment went down sharply today. They took nothing. They took a phone call that was a totally appropriate call. And they brought me to the final stages impeachment impeachment to start impeachment Let's begin impeachment impeachment but now we have that gorgeous word i never thought a word would sound so good it's called total acquittal donald john trump b and he is hereby 
acquitted of the charges in said articles. If Joe Biden can ever get to those talking points that the Democrats have set up for him, he's going to start smearing Donald Trump as, you know, being uh, impeached. They're going to have a little bit of problem with that because, of course, Bill Clinton was impeached as well. And so every time they say that Donald Trump is going to be uh, disqualified because he was impeached, they're going to have to deal with that reality. Of course, Bill Clinton was reelected after his impeachment uh, by a huge margin, uh, largely because of the backlash to that impeachment. So maybe, maybe that's why they're not bringing up the fact that they spent a year dragging American through that, uh, that bogus impeachment when they should have had their eyes focused on the, uh, the upcoming attack of the Wuhan virus out of communist China. So there's an excellent piece in today's, uh, American greatness by Josh Hammer talking about this, uh, this reality that we're facing that the Democrats are trying to hold America hostage. They've been burning, uh, violently rioting and, uh, and looting in cities, Democrat cities across the country. And they're telling us now that, um, don't think it can't get any worse. And that, um, you know, if you elect Donald Trump, it will get worse. The only way to stop it is to elect Joe Biden. And they're repeatedly telling us that this is happening in Donald Trump's America. It's it's such a ridiculously stupid talking point. Even uh, the low information voters are not buying that the Democrats aren't allowing this lawlessness to take place in Democrat-controlled cities and states. And they're telling us if we will just elect another Democrat to, uh, to the presidency, then it'll all go away. But uh, Biden and, and Harris and Pelosi and Schumer, they're not, they're not satisfied with just gaslighting the American people. First, they said that none of this was going on. It was peaceful protests. And then they, they said, well, it's Donald Trump's fault. They're, they're actually trying to push this this farcical notion that this is happening in Donald Trump's America and you have to elect us to make it stop. It's happening because of Donald Trump. As I said, this is a hostage situation. The Democrats are are trying to take the American people hostage and, and holding a, a gun of riots and looting and arsons to their heads and issuing this uh, this I would say thinly veiled, but it's pretty overt threat that allow them to take the white house or the carnage will continue. The Democrats may think they can fool the American people into believing that the, the poor citizens and mugging bystanders and vandalized store owners were MAGA hat wearing neo-fascists. American people aren't that gullible. They know that all of this was going on before Donald Trump and his uh, supporters ever arrived on the scenes to try to, to stop it. But again, I want to urge you to familiarize yourself with, uh, take a look at the bulwark. This is the publication where all the, the never Trumpers went to, uh, to continue their, their uh, lunatic ravings. There's an article over there uh, 
laying out the uh, the strategy to use the 1877 compromise as a model to take this election. This election is going to be a referendum on a lot of fronts. It's going to be a referendum on whether America accepts it as system- systemically racist and irreparably flawed and whether or not we have to bow down and become uh, and make BLM our new deity. It's going to be whether or not we support our history, flawed though it is, has led to the freest, fairest nation and most prosperous nation in the history of the world, or whether or not we're going to put a bunch of socialists and anarchists in the driver's seat. Pelosi's hairdo fallout continued yesterday. Kaylee McInerney went to the White House briefing room and continued her her uh, theme of recent weeks. Where is Nancy Pelosi? Why isn't she in Washington doing the people's work? And she announced that she now found out why they've located Nancy Pelosi and put a clip of her visiting that hair salon in San Francisco against local ordinances, not wearing a mask. She put it on a loop behind her. <laughs> they've taken to calling Kaylee McInerney, the, uh, the fierce angel or, or the angel warrior. I'm not sure. And, uh, and that she is, she comes up there with that sweet face and just roasts the white house press corps. Well, don't forget, I'm probably going to take Monday off. You might want to check in. Uh, I'll put a best of up there regardless, but if events warrant and require it, I will uh, at least come on and, uh, and do at least one segment of the show. And I hope you'll join us then. If not, I'll be back Tuesday right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.